What you might hear on the Dad Podcast can be considered offensive. We have explicit content. You have been warned. Proceed with caution. Titties! You're listening to the Dad Podcast. Let's get started. Fuck those little kids. Yeah. No, I never know how to start these when I do this on my own. It's always just so weird. Uh, with somebody else, I have conversation, have uh, somebody to talk to, somebody to reply to. Well, here I am on my own again. And, uh, yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I, I uh, was reading out here, sitting in my garage, trying to think of a way to start this. And I came across a news article about uh, strippers forming a union whatever they want to form a union awesome that's their that's their choice that's their job i just found a weird uh you know just never heard of it you hear of you know, unions or you know the uh metal workers the the lumber yards you know th- that kind of stuff you never really thought about uh, strippers needing a union obviously this is uh taking place in big cities it's not like here in idaho but uh this one that it's talking about is taking place in hollywood and it seems like i guess they are uh Petitioning for stronger safety measures um, that includes requiring security to intervene when dancers are in unsafe positions. Shouldn't they be doing that already? Isn't that what the bouncer is there for? Um, Also, prohibiting customers from filming, which is very weird. Uh, Why would you go in there and film it? I, I I don't get that. Also, shouldn't that already be a thing? Should not be allowed right now, you know? Uh, And customers staying in the club after hours. That... Really gets me. If a place is closed, why are they still there? And how has that been allowed? Uh, I fully side with the strippers on this. Obviously, I feel weird calling them strippers too, but I mean, that's how this whole article is out. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't they have a a different name? Uh, exotic dancer? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, can't really say pole dancer because, you know, there's exercises out now. You can actually join a, an exercise class that teaches you pole dancing. Interesting. I don't think the pole would hold my big ass, uh, honestly. And I also don't think that there's any way I could get into any of the positions that they do. Uh, it is interesting, though. Uh, it's also sad that they'd have to, I guess. Um, I just don't see, again, I don't see why, uh, where that came from, how that got started. Uh, they, th- these measures that they're asking for should have been in place already. It's uh, very weird to me that it's not. I guess they've been picketing for 15 months. And let's talk some more about this this strippers union. Uh, I, I was just reading some more articles on it. Um, it's crazy because it, it's it all started with this one club called the Star Garden in Hollywood. Um, and I guess the dancers had raised many safety issues uh, concerning you know uh, handsy customers, uh, poorly maintained stage, uh, and when that was brought up management kind of just retaliated you know against them which that led to the picketing uh which then led to you know them trying to unionize which 
it seems like it took it, it's happening. It's there, it's going to be the first strippers union in over a decade, uh, thanks to the strippers in in the Star Garden. Uh, but I did just see that uh, the club uh, during this, I guess, the two sides have been in, been uh, in litigations about whether the dancers are even eligible to, to unionize. Uh, and which then turned out this club had to file for bankruptcy. I guess. I guess. I guess the union is uh, I, uh, actors equality. I, I don't know. Are strippers actors now? I guess they always were. I. I don't know how that works. Um, again, it's just it's something that's just really uh, I found interesting. Um, I said the National Labor Relations Board announced Thursday that the workers had voted seventeen to zero in favor of the union. That appears to make them the first strip club dancers to unionize in the United States since the 1990s. Uh, pretty sure that's more than a decade. But, uh, yeah, good for them. Awesome. You know, do what you got to do. That's the job you choose. You might as well make it safe and make sure you're able to do it. Okay, so not 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 that this debt. <laughs> uh, screw it. I'm just going to start over. Uh, after finding out about the strippers union, I decided to look up some other crazy news. Uh, I guess there's a, a man, Joseph DeTuri. Uh, he has been living underwater for 79 days now. Uh, he's a biomedical engineer. He just broke the record for the longest time spent living underwater without depressurization. Uh, I'm not sure how that, uh, how that works or how that has been working. But he's done it. He's almost to 80 days. Uh, obviously, he's a Florida professor. All the weird shit comes out of Florida. He's 55 years old. Um, let's see. He plans to stay put for an extra three weeks. He's been lodging 30 feet below in a lagoon in Key Largo, Florida for about 79 days, uh, surpassing the previous record of 73. Let's see. Not really sure why he's doing it, just to do it. Uh, crazy enough, but okay. So, yeah, there's that guy. Um, let's see. Wine and Candy saved an Australian woman for five days when she was uh, stuck. Uh, we've all heard about the, the massive dump of pasta in New Jersey and all the crap there. Uh, this is one that, that, I, that I came across that I was, I was confused about, but it seemed interesting. Uh, there's a guy who ate a $120,000 banana in an art museum, and his excuse was, I was hungry. Agreed, then. You're hungry. Eat. My one question is, how is a banana worth $120,000? Uh, it was, I guess, an Italian artist. His signature work is a banana taped to a wall. See, this this goes back to, I guess, you know, again, art is all subjective, but what the hell? How would you... I could duct tape a banana to my wall right now. Is that worth $120,000 if I just cut it out and I go put it in an art museum? Is that $120,000? Because I'll do it. I've probably got like 12 bananas inside. I'll tape them all up. Let's get rich. How... Um, this was a $120,000 piece of art. But some college student ate it and said he was hungry. Awesome. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say if he has to pay for it. Uh, hopefully not. I'm pretty sure a college student didn't have $120,000. Also, again, how do you come across saying that? How about this one? Uh, there's an Arkansas woman who pleaded not guilty to selling over 20 boxes of stolen human body parts. This woman um, supposedly or she's being charged with, she's stealing uh, body parts from a medical school uh, from the cadavers and selling them through Facebook for $11,000. Uh, 
how do you even list that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, who's out there searching for body parts on Facebook to begin with? That's a little weird. Um, she's accused of selling everything from human skin to skulls to a man in Pennsylvania. Um, she's obviously pleading not guilty, but, uh, you know, she's charged with 12 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and interstate transportation of stolen property. Um, I guess she worked for the company that offered commercial cremation services. One of her clients was in an anatomy lab at the University of Arkansas, which used donated cadavers for medical education and research. Uh, after one of the company's scheduled pickup days, she messaged the owner of Facebook group explaining how she acquired the corpses. Named Oddities, the private Facebook group contains about 380 members and bills itself as a safe way to shop. Uh, I follow your page and work and love it, Scott wrote to the owner. Uh, just out of curiosity, would you know anyone in the market for fully intact embalmed brain? Uh, she sent pictures of two brains and a heart. The man offered $1,200 via PayPal. Uh, over the course of the next nine months, she proceeded to ship the man an ear and arm, lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, breasts, penises, fetuses, skin, skulls, and one whole human head. In exchange, he paid her uh, over $10,975 in 16 separate PayPal transfers. So how would she plead not guilty, first off? I mean, they've got the whole paper trail. They've got the, the, the messaging. And I'm sure they got her bank accounts. So obviously she did this. Uh, I don't know who is more sick in this situation. The one buying all the parts or the one selling them. And is the, I'm trying to see. Uh, the indictment does not name the buyer, but separate state charges connect the case to Pennsylvania resident Jeremy Pauley. Uh, he was charged with four counts of receiving stolen property. I'm not sure if he is the buyer. They're not coming out. Uh, and I guess his lawyer did not return anything for comment. Uh, again, this first off, why would you be trying to sell body parts on Facebook? And why would you be trying to buy body parts on Facebook? What are you, what are you using these cadaver body parts for? Who wants 20 boxes of penises and heads and ears and skin and skulls? Like, what the fuck are you using this shit for? And also, I thought all the weird shit came out of Florida. This is out of Arkansas crazy but i guess uh you know as that goes people will buy anything i mean obviously somebody would pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars for a banana tape to a wall uh this next one this is you know this is why i'm glad my son knows how to drive uh obviously yes he's not the best he's he's only in you know sixth grade going into seventh grade but it looks like a bus driver in michigan fainted at the wheel and a seventh grader took control this seventh grader is being heralded as a hero after he safely stopped his school bus in Michigan here. Uh, let's see. It says the bus driver was feeling dizzy and needed to pull the bus over. As she slowed the bus down in preparation to stop, she lost consciousness and the bus was still moving. This kid, Dylan Reeves, sitting about five rows back, sprang into action. He threw his backpack down, ran to the front of the bus, grabbed the steering wheel, and slowly applied the brakes before the bus could veer into oncoming traffic. Awesome. Good job, kid. But again, this is why you take your kids out. You let them drive you know, down dirt roads and parking lots. Shit, my son has pulled my camper through the storage parking lot. Uh, he knows what he's doing. If this happens, there you go. Good for you, kid. Uh, Dylan Reeves in Michigan, you are awesome. <laughs> How about this one? This is the national news. A woman uh, was just uh, sentenced to 21 years in jail for trying to kill her doppelganger. 
Uh, let me see. With poisoned cheesecake, nonetheless. There's a Russian woman. She was living in New York City. Was sentenced to 21 years for poisoning her similar-looking friend with sedative-laced cheesecake. Then stealing her identification and other valuables. Well, now, now that makes sense on why she tried to kill her doppelganger. She wanted to steal her identity. This last news one uh, that, that I'm going to talk about here. <laughs> I actually heard this on the radio this morning. Uh, there was a Colorado man who was driving erratically. Um, tried to trade places when he got pulled over with his dog um, to try to avoid the DUI. And I think the funniest part of this uh, was I guess there were actually two other human passengers in this vehicle who were both sober also. And he tried to trade places with his dog? Uh, he was pulled over for speeding. Let's see. I said, an often I watched him maneuvering inside the car before he got out on the passenger side on Saturday night in Springfield, a town of about 1,300 people. Uh, let's see. The man said he was not behind the wheel and clearly showed signs of being drunk. He ran from the officer when asked about how much he had to drink and was caught within about 20 yards. Oh, read more. Let's see. After being taken to the hospital to be checked out, the man was arrested on suspicion of charges including driving under the influence of alcohol and or drugs and driving while ability impaired as well. He also had four previous warrants for his arrest. Uh, this guy's screwed no matter what, but uh, interesting. I'm just finished by saying what the fuck, people. Some crazy motherfuckers out there. Make for interesting news. Thank you for, for giving me that. Um, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, <laughs> comedy, TV shows, whatever. Um, I've always been big on stand-up comedians. Love watching them. They're, they're, I love their shows, the skits, whatever. Uh, there was a show that my wife wanted to watch. And, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd watched the preview. It, was, it, was, it seemed okay. Uh, it's called The... Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Freaking hilarious. Uh, I'm only on season two, but I love it. Uh, I think it takes place in the 50s. And reading up on it after after I got hooked on it, uh, there are some that say it is uh, not her, but resembles um, Joan Rivers. It was inspired by uh, Joan Rivers. Now, again, I love stand-up comedians. I, you know, I honestly never really considered her, and I, I, I know she is. I've known she is a stand-up comedian. Uh, I've only ever seen her, like, TV shows. Um, that was a little interesting. I did know uh, a few other comedians that I've just heard over the years. Obviously, they didn't talk about them, but, you know, some of my favorites are um, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, um, who... They have talked about, uh, I believe Richard Pryor even brought his name up in one of his uh, stand-up acts, is, is Lenny Bruce. So I knew the name Lenny Bruce. He is a real comedian. Uh, they actually have his character in the show. Did really good making him look like it. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, another one I knew from just listening, you know, YouTube, that kind of stuff, is uh, Mom's Mabley. And I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but she was hilarious. Um, they, they talk about her in there. Um... But it's a great watch. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, I know my sister has, and I know she's going to probably bring it up or talk to me about it. Um, I heard that through my mom, huh? Interesting. Uh, it's great. It's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, a lot of the jokes are awesome. Uh, it makes sense. It's, it's, you know, it started off, funny enough, like she was just drunk and just talking shit about her husband. It wasn't really any jokes. 
but they did turn out to be hilarious. Uh, and she's starting to where I'm at now. She's starting to get her career going, which is really cool. Um, so, so looking it up a little bit, uh, it actually is saying that it's based on a couple different comedians. So it would be hard to ignore some obvious historical parallels between Midge, the main character, and famous comedians from the 60s. However, Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, co-creator, have some very personal and specific inspiration for Midge's character on top of historical figures, plus actress Rachel Brosnan, who plays Midge. Midge is, first and foremost, just Midge. She is her own gal, blah, blah, blah. Um, she isn't fully modeled on any of the real women who once upon a time knocked the comedy world and it's overwhelming a male ass simply by telling jokes in a dress. They, though they were a heavy inspiration, the character is actually heavily based on a real person from Amy Sherman, Sherman Palladino's life, her father, Don. It's weird, but true. Amy says, it says Midge, a beautiful young mother of two and brisket cooking housewife turned standard comedian was inspired by stories of Don Sherman, her father and his cronies. So just like in the show, um, on all these, it says that uh, those were the days when music and comedy kind of went hand in hand. Comedians would open for jazz singers. Uh, Amy's dad, Don, opened for the singer Dina Washington. Uh, he opened for Johnny Mathis. That's awesome. He opened for a lot of musical entertainers. Uh, through his experience, we got to know the highs and lows of working comic. So here's another one. Midge is heavily inspired by Joan Rivers, too. Although much of her career and the show's setting is based around Amy's father, a lot of Midge's experiences are based on the life of Joan Rivers. Similarly, similarly whatever. Same as Midge, Rivers was born in New York to Jewish parents who disapproved of her career in comedy. Rivers also attended Barnard College, an all-woman university in New York. Most importantly, however, Midge's big break at the Gaslight Cafe in New York in season one reflects Rivers' own performances at the same club. Plus, both Midge and Rivers were personally aided by comedian Lenny Bruce, which is really cool. Like I said, Lenny Bruce, hilarious. Um, the show was funny. And whether it's based on something or not, definitely worth watching. Hilarious, uh, especially if you love stand-up. It really does go, like, behind the scenes. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, learning. Like, a lot of people nowadays that, you know, are getting into stand-up comedy, they just see this, the shows now. They don't know how, you know. How it all started, and you think about back then, it was way different. You know, now, you know, whether you use it or not, you got laugh tracks, you've got writers for your jokes. I mean, and this, uh, back then, it was like you you pretty much did your own, which was awesome. That's the way it should be. That was hilarious. Uh, check it out. It's a great watch. I want to talk a little about kids now. Uh, my kids suck. No, I mean, I love my kids. Uh my wife gets them up before I get up out of bed in the morning. Uh, starts getting them to get ready. She leaves work. They continue to get ready. It literally takes them over an hour to get dressed and eat breakfast and ready to go to school. It takes me probably 15 minutes, 20 if I'm showering, to get ready. I don't understand what takes them so long. Also, getting in and out of the vehicle. I don't know if it's because they don't want to go, most likely. My kids become sloths when they are trying to get in or out of my truck in the morning. So I drop them off, and then I got to head to work. I have never seen somebody take so long to open a door and climb out and grab their backpack as my daughter. She is the slowest person in the world when it comes to getting in or out of the truck. Uh, sometimes my son gets out too fast, and he slams the door, and then I have to chase him. <laughs> but... 
everything. Everything about him is slow. Or, or even at night, we're like, take a shower. You know, and my son's like, okay, dad, I'll go do it. An hour later, he still hasn't made it. He goes, I said, I'm going. Just hold on. An hour just to get him to get into the shower. Uh, same with my daughter. She's like, oh, I'll do it after this. We're packing lunch. We try to make him pack the night before just so it's packed the next day. They don't have to worry about it. And I don't. Uh, I will try to, I try to leave the house by like 7.15, sometimes a little earlier, so I can get them to school then get to work. 7.15 comes. I'm still trying to get my kid downstairs. Then they've got to get their lunches in their backpack. They've got to get their backpacks ready. What are they doing for that, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours from when they get woken up by my wife to when I'm trying to force them out the door? Are they sneaking in a little more sleep? If that's the case, get dressed, get downstairs, do it on the couch. I can smack you upside your head, say we're leaving on the way out. If there's something else, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm trying to think back like when I was a kid, when I was their age, you know, seventh, eighth grade. I don't think it ever took me this long to get ready for school. I, I You know, and I could be remembering wrong. And again, I'm sure my sister who listens and corrects me on everything I do and say, uh, thank you for, for, for doing that for me, you know, proving me wrong on many things, which I'm going to come back to this kid's thing. She proved me wrong on something from last week. Now, I blame the internet, okay? Internet screws with you. So we were talking about Robert De Niro, who I say 80. I know he's, he's two months out from being 80, but he's 80, just having a kid. And I said his girlfriend, baby mama, whatever she is, was 64. Now, I said that because I just searched her up. I think I started by typing Robert De Niro's baby mama. Uh, Robert De Niro's girlfriend, Robert De Niro having a baby, and it brought up this lady's name. And then her age, it said 64, and she was a movie producer. Now, it kind of threw me for a loop because it also said this lady was still married. And I'm like, okay, it's Hollywood. They do weird shit like this all the time. Uh, turns out, and to me... This is a little worse than the 64-year-old being able to have a baby. Um, I guess she's his, his girlfriend who just had the baby is 45. So he's 80. She's 45. 35-year age difference? His, some of his kids are older than her. What the hell? I get it. He's Robert De Niro. I get it. He's famous, you know, like, but what the actual hell? I, I, that, to me... Is more disgusting an 80-year-old man and a 45-year-old woman than um, a 64-year-old woman being able to have a baby. And again, Chase and I were talking like, how could she? Isn't she menopausal? How is that possible? I guess rarities happen, and sometimes there are people that age who can still have a baby. Crazy why you would want to or try to. or uh, turns out, I guess, also my sister looked up. Uh, this was planned. They, they, they tried to have this baby. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't, uh, oh, shit, the condom broke. It wasn't, oh, I forgot my pill. They planned on having a child. Now, again, Robert De Niro, he's a legend. Maybe he'll live longer. Who knows? But the dude is 80. He's just not having a baby. First off, there goes all of his sleep. Second, again, is he even going to be there by the time his son is 10, 15? Is he, is he going to be able to be around when his son is driving? Is he going to be a wheelchair? Is he even going to be alive? Who knows? If maybe he was never able to have kids before and then now he finally has one, awesome. But that's not the case. The dude's got plenty of kids. Like I said, he's got some that are older than his current girlfriend. Uh, he also has an 11-year-old. I don't understand uh, Hollywood people, first off, let alone, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I, uh, people are crazy. People are insane. I am 44. I am glad that I had my last child. 
I th- want to say, let's see, he's cheesed. So I was 31, a little older than I wanted to be, but at least back then, you know, I was still able to miss some sleep and be okay. I don't want kids now. I, I, I don't want to go have another child. I want my sleep. I don't want to be a 60-year-old father. Say I had a kid now. At his graduation, I'd be over 60 going to his high school graduate. I don't want that. Now, right now, I'll still be under 50 as long as my son graduates high school. If he makes it through there, uh, or if he keeps pissing me off, he might not make it to high school. Um, but, yeah, I'll still be under 50, which is awesome. Um, also, like I, I, was telling, I was telling Chase, like, I have a goal. I want to make it, make it, make it. I want to make it. I want to make it to the age of 84. 84. 84 would mean that my youngest son, my youngest child, will be 51. 50, 53. Sheesh, shit. I can't do math. I don't math so well. He'll be 53. Now, you think about that. I'm 84. He's 53. He will have kids. I will have been able to see all my kids grow up, have families of their own, make it to old age. I know 53 nowadays isn't that old, but it's, it's, it's old enough. Now, that being said, if, if there is ever a chance for me to become a vampire and live forever, I will take it in a second. In a second. Won't even think about it. Let's, let's go on to the, the next topic I want to talk about. Uh, dentists. Okay. I am 45 years old, right? I have been to the dentist many times. Love my dentist, uh, Dr. Tafoya at Victory Dental. Great dentist. If you're in the look for a dentist and you live here in the Boise area, Napa, Caldwell, Meridian, whatever, Victor Dental is the way to go. They are awesome. Very kind, caring. Uh, they remember everything. They remember you. They remember everything about your life. It's crazy. Uh, Penny, the hygienist, she is my favorite. I will not schedule with another hygienist. If she ends up quitting and not being there anymore, my teeth will never get cleaned again. I will not go back and have somebody else in my mouth. Uh, that being said, at 45, being there many times, I still dread going to the dentist. Even if it's something I want done. I have something I need fixed and I want it to be fixed and I want it done quickly. I still dread like, oh my God, what do I got to go? I got to go. I, go. I don't want to go. Why do I got to go? Can I get out of it? I don't get it. Maybe it's something as kids. That, that is drilled into us to fear the dentist. Uh, I, and maybe it's, maybe it's movies. I mean, you think about it. Uh, if you've ever watched Rocky, uh, uh, not Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm sorry. Um, gosh darn it, feed me Seymour. Little Shop of Horrors, all right? Uh, Steve Martin played the dentist, and he's a crazy dentist. He gets himself high on the laughing gas. He doesn't use, you know, he doesn't numb you, no, nothing like that. Stuff like that, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know when we are... Taught, learned to fear the dentist. But <laughs> I still do, which is crazy. Again, like I said, uh, been to the dentist many times in my many years. And it's never been a bad experience. Well, okay, I'm going to take that back. It's never been a bad experience at the time. It has turned into a bad experience with past dentists. Not this one. This one's been great. Um, but why I still fear, fear it or, or get that feeling of dread anytime I have a dentist appointment. Um. I don't understand it, and I find it funny, but it's there. It's crazy. Uh, even my kids, like, you know, they've had great experiences. I mean, we go every six months to get them cleaned. That's all it is. 
by the time it's over, they're all happy and excited. It's like, yay, I have no cavities, blah, blah, blah. They're all happy. But then we're like six months down the road, it's like, all right, time to go to the cleaning. I don't want to go. Do we have to go? I'm never going again. What is it about dentists that we fear so much? And I, I, if, you, if you know, if you know, let me know. Because I would love to know. Uh, like I said, I love my dentist. Go every six months. Actually, recently, I've had so much dental work done, they should just, you know, rent me one of the rooms and I'll sleep there. Uh, I've literally been twice in the past two days. I have two more appointments coming up. Uh, it's all great things, people. It's all good. It's, it's, I'm, getting, I'm getting my mouth fixed. Something I should have done years ago, but it's happening now. Uh, and then I need to find out a way to uh, maybe insure my mouth once it's done because it's not cheap. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what we fear about dentists. It's not necessarily the work. It's not the four hands that are shoved into your mouth at one time. It's not the tugging, the pulling, the drilling, the sound, the smells. It's the cost. That shit's expensive. And that brings us into uh, another topic I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, I thought about bringing this up next week, you know, when I'm hopefully with all the guys of the Dad Podcast. But then I remembered um, one, if not two of them, completely hate Weird Al, which just boggles the mind. Weird Al is a musical genius. I grew up on Weird Al. I know Chase loves Weird Al. Chase is the man. Weird Al is just awesome. Like, you can't hate his music. It just makes you want to listen more. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. And I get it. There's, there's many people out there that do covers. There's people out there that, that try to do parodies. But nobody can parody like Weird Al. Um, we talked about it a little bit uh, last week, Chase and I, because Chase also likes him. Uh, and it just, you know, it just hit me recently after talking. I was just listening to the songs over and over again. And it really does take me back to like my childhood when I would sneak out of the room and listen to it. And then my first CD, like the first CD I ever bought was Weird Al's uh, Running With Scissors, I believe is what it was called. Uh, it's one of my, my favorite albums. There's so many songs on there and I do like to fuck with my wife. Like I said, she loves Amish Paradise, or sorry, Gangsta's Paradise. So every once in a while I'll start Amish Paradise and she gets all excited and thinks that's it and, and then uh, and then it comes out with what it really is and she kind of, you know, tries to beat me down. But uh, it's just there's just so many good songs that he has and for the fact that anybody to not like him, I, you know what, I'm going to ask him anyways. I'm going to bring this up uh, next week anyways also because I want to know what is a good reason for not liking him? Like, you've got to have, if you despise him so much, you've got to have a good reason. Uh, and I don't know what that could be. Uh, yeah, Running With Scissors, 1999. Actually, I take that back. Bad Hair Day was probably, ah, oh, shit, I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> Dare to be stupid. Uh, maybe it was just the Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic, the 1983 album, his very first one. Uh, looking at the cover, that was my first album ever bought. Uh, my first CD. And I'm talking back in the days when CD players just came out. Yeah, that's right. I had one of those anti-skip yellow uh, Walkman CD players. I loved it. Uh, that's actually what I used in my car. Half the time, I make my passenger hold it and try, you know, don't, don't let it bounce too much, that kind of stuff. Um, Weird Al was my first one. Second was George Strait. Uh, I, I like a wide variety of music, but uh, yeah, Weird Al's, Weird Al Yankovic, that, that CD, his very first one. Now, that came out in 83. Obviously, I was five at the time, so I purchased it years later. I think, uh, I want to say junior high? I don't know. Again, something my sister can correct me on. Uh, but yeah, it, there's just so much, so many songs. I don't, I don't get how you could not like him. And the fact that this man can take a accordion, an accordion, and make it awesome like that. So much accordion and polka music in his stuff. It was just, it's great. Uh, they just recently came out with a, what's it called? A biography, I guess, uh, on him, um, uh, starring Harry Potter as Weird Al. He did, uh, yes, people, I know his name is Daniel Radcliffe, but he'll forever be Harry Potter. Did a great job. He did awesome as Weird Al. Uh, the movie's good. I'm actually probably going to watch it again tonight. I liked it that much. Um, if you like Weird Al, let me know. Go on, go on to our website. There's a spot where you can text or talk. Uh, go on to any of our social media. Leave me a message. Uh, maybe if I remember, I'll try to put out there, you know, do you like Weird Al? What's your favorite song kind of thing? Uh, Chase. You better answer on everything I put it on. Um, it's hard to choose one. I get that. And, I, and Chase, I think you're going to agree with me on this. It's so hard to choose. I know Christmas time, one of my favorites is, is The Night Santa Went Crazy. I think that song is awesome. Um, some of his other ones, um, you know, probably Yoda. Yoda's a really good one. Um, off that first album, probably I Love Rocky Road. It was probably my favorite one on the Weird Al album his first ever album uh the even worse album where he he does fat to michael jackson's bad that was awesome um there's just there's so much like i'm, I'm gonna go uh, dare to be stupid that that album uh, obviously dare to be stupid is good that's the one that yoda's on george of the jungle great song and it's just he was just the man's a genius okay uh he got into acting his his movie uh vhf I think it was what it was called. UHF. UHF was awesome. It was hilarious. Uh, it also stars. He wasn't. I don't think he was Kramer at the time. Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld is is uh, in that movie. One of my favorite lines from that movie is "Badgers." We need no stinking badgers. Great movie. Uh, maybe something else you guys should check out. But yeah, Weird Al is awesome. I think he's a comedy genius. Uh, I would love to see him. Uh, if he ever comes back here, it'd be great. So, yeah, check out social media. I'm going to put up some posts. Let me know what you think. Uh, so, yes, by next, by, next, by next episode, hopefully I'll have some mouth insurance. Uh, make these, you know, pearly not-so-whites worth some money. Because uh, to me, they're worth a lot of money. Um, but on that, that being said, I'm going to uh, cut this a little short tonight. It is just me alone, you know. I... Uh, it's very hard to talk for an hour and a half on your own, so half hour is about all I got. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to check out the website, thedadbodcastboise.com. 
uh, check out the merch store. You can get to it through the website. Uh, you can go straight to Etsy and search it up, Dad Podcast. Um, we've got all kinds of fun, you know, uh, a gear, clothing, hats, cups, uh, a speaker. You can get a Bluetooth speaker on there, huh, with our logo? Yeah, that's the way. Rock out the Dad, Bad, Dad Podcast to some music. Maybe listen to the podcast episode on the podcast speaker. Then you can look at our little logo and see us and, and imagine us talking. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Check out the site. Uh, remember, there is a discount still available. If you type in I listen 20, you get 20% off your entire order. It uh, doesn't matter how much or how little it is, 20% off. Uh, thank you all. And uh, dad balls out, bitches. Dad, 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 dad.